everyone. Welcome to Covenants, or what is Covenants? Specialized pastoral care, Christian Catholic Ministry, with Dave Clay. Oh, excuse me, Carolyn Barnett, and now yours truly, Dave Clay. I guess they could probably tell the difference between Dave Clay and Carolyn Barnett. I would hope so. Yes, even though we live in this sort of gender fluid, pronoun appropriate. Don't get me started on that. Are you an it, or are you a they, or are you a them? Or? I, I don't know, but when, when big, giant companies start saying they're not going to do that, I'm, I'm seriously questioning the sanity of our, of our country. Well, for the sake of our sanity, Carolyn, yes. I am going to allow our listeners, as well as myself, to recognize that you are a full-blooded female woman. Yes. And you can she. tell she <laughs> by the certainly the voice and the tone and all those ways that you think and not that that is anything awful. Uh, on the other side, hopefully, either the the depth of the voice, the tone, the ideas, even uh, that's obviously a guy thought. So at least for us, we can keep the world a bit sane on the podcast. Yes, we will. Carolyn, it's good to know that you're rich. Oh well, am I? <laughs> I don't know. That's this kind of an open-ended right <laughs> statement. Yeah, yeah. There's okay. So I'll go there. I'll bite. Um, there's some things I'm rich in. There's other things I am not rich in, and we'll let you sort that out. <laughs> well, obviously, it has been said. It is not biblical that money makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. And I do believe commerce, unfortunately, and again, I don't know that I wanted the podcast to go this direction. But commerce, obviously, business, money is manifesting itself as one of the prominent dimensions of the kingdom, but not the kingdom of God, necessarily. And with that, a lot of things, like you said, big corporations, multimillionaires, Mm -hmm. uh, a two-class system, those that have and those that don't. And so even as much riches can be measured monetarily or in material sort of dimensions. Right. Most people, yourself included, if somebody says, I can tell that you're rich, you're going to say, well, thank you. I do. I have this wonderful <laughs> relationship with Jesus. Yeah, there you go. And I'm rich in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm full of those virtues, not of my own creation, but God's gift to me. And mm-hmm. I possess all things that he possesses. I'm a, as all they say, they say all these things, I'm a child of the king. Mm-hmm. I'm in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm part of the family. I have an inheritance. Joint heirs. Joint heirs with Christ. Right. Yeah. So, so that idea, though, that there's a big difference mm-hmm. when somebody says rich, and is even as much that that may be something that is obvious, whether you're a man or a woman, or how you would have come to this point in life to see it. I do believe that the Bible is really clear, and particularly Jesus, and I'm going to go to a verse uh, Matthew 6.24, King James. Translation. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Jesus talk about money? Was it more than any other subject? In the New Testament, or second, I can't remember the statistics. I haven't exactly, counted it, but it is like up there. But I've heard that said. Yes. So, and whether that is important. just an acknowledgement that you 
can't be in this world without somebody talking about money mm-hmm. or talking about resource, which money really represents. Uh, it's not a primary reinforcer, it's a secondary in the sense that it's attached to all those things that we mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. It has the power that, that hunger has, mm-hmm. or at least fulfillment of hunger, that need, or sleep, or any of the other bodily things that are necessary for our survival because that's how we get them. Right. You know, it's money, mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe bartering, but I don't know that that is so much anymore. These days, it's just the transaction. Mm-hmm. And anytime anybody inserts themselves or puts themselves in a position, inserts themselves into some sort of a contingency like that, a paradigm like that, uh, then they're going to themselves then have the opportunity to take a lot of power if they can actually appear to, and maybe in some ways can, control mm-hmm. either the deliverance of the resource to meet the need, or if it's money, control the money. But I think that really is sort of what we're chasing down. You know, we know the difference between serving God and serving mammon, right? Because we're rich in all those things that are otherwise of the Holy Spirit and that God's given to us that we don't really even have any capability of buying ourselves. God paid the price, which is a money reference, God paid the price so that we might have that inheritance Mm -hmm. by giving His Son Jesus. So that He may take on the sins of the world, that we might accept Him as Lord and Savior, Mm -hmm. in that we would find a cloak of righteousness, a covering for our iniquities, and that we might be restored. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we lost our status with God, but we might be restored. And maybe that was only because humans think in terms of these kind of ways. You know, it's got to be a price. There's got to be something done. There has to be some reciprocity, something reciprocally that goes into it. Reconciled? Would that be? I had an illustration. You know, I'm a visual person. And this girl was a accountant. And she said that she thought about uh, reconciling her books. And she said she kind of thought of it as, you know, like the scales. And we were reconciled. We were brought up to God's level. So not so much like you said well, we were lost, but that we were brought to his level. We were brought to him, sort of reconciled the same. That sort of resonated with me because, you know, when you look at that, sometimes it's hard to explain to, a, you know, somebody that doesn't know about the gospel and you're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, make help, help them understand it makes sense. <laughs> well, certainly God is the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. And then we can try to understand it or explain mm-hmm. it, which is, again, once more, it gets us into that way of human way of thinking mm-hmm. that leads us to such errors right. as to then serve mammon or the material or the world system. Mm-hmm. And though mammon isn't exactly entirely money, it's got some of that same sort of, again, direction to it. But this idea that God is the same we're the one that changes. And probably we change not so much in spiritual dimensions, but because we're attached to the material, if all this stuff is moving around in material dimension and we are material, we're going to be moving around. But you know, Einstein wasn't a god. I do think he had certainly discernment that could have only been God-given, but he said something like that. Energy is neither created nor destroyed, it just changes shape or form. The matter changes, but the resource doesn't. And though Einstein did not give all glory to God, what would be a better definition of resource? I think in, again, some human way of looking at it, even scientific sort of way of looking at it, would be to say God is the source of all energy for life. Mm -hmm. 
His Holy Spirit brings life to all of us or to material existence, all of us included. Mm -hmm. So if that's the way, though, that God does it, he moves it around, he distributes and redistributes according to his needs and wills, then at times there's going to be more of it and less of it. If we base our existence upon what we have materially to the exclusion or maybe not being reconciled, as you were saying, mm -hmm. to God at that level, then we're going to go up and we're going to go down. Mm -hmm. And there'll be, as <laughs> Ecclesiastes, times and seasons. Mm -hmm. Right. When you have and you won't have, mm -hmm. or to do or not to do. It's true. It is very true. I mean, I, <laughs> I never thought that I would ever uh, have the clothes on my back and be that all I own. <laughs> but that happened, and so I feel like I've seen sort of both sides of that. Now, have I been homeless? No. But um, it is sort of striking when you have and then you have not. <laughs> It is a little awakening. So, it is said too, or as well, that money is the root of all evil. Is mm -hmm. that biblical? The, the love of money. There you go. <laughs> is that biblical? Yes, that's the... Won't you look it up? You really do oh a really good gosh. job, because I can't put... I think it, I think it is. I thought it was, <laughs> but I did not want to misrepresent. Mm -hmm. You've got... You're pretty handy with your oh, phone. Oh, yeah, sure. It's, um, I'll put a little shout out for the YouVersion Bible app. It is free and it is a great... I love it. That's um, mine. Yes. So, 1 Timothy, oh my gosh, oh my glasses, 6, 10, verse 10. I'll put it in the King James for you, David. Yes, thanks. <laughs> I won't understand any other translation. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The so certainly that's pretty plain spoken and pretty straightforward. And mm -hmm. even in the King James, not the a lot of these of and thous and right. all that, just pretty straightforward. But as much as money, again, sort of represents the resource, or at least to attempt to control it in some manner, and many peoples, again, have inserted themselves in positions of manipulating the money and manipulating the person, um, even with uh, the birthright of uh, Esau, Jacob and Esau, and Esau mm -hmm. giving up his birthright. I mean, that's an obvious story, uh, obvious example mm -hmm. in biblical narrative or story mm -hmm. of just this thing. I got to thinking about fornication. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, what does that got to do with money? Or mammon? Or the root of all evil? Uh, well, I'm not sure exactly where we're going with this, but I would say that um, we're human, we have human nature, and we want what we want. So, we may desire after something and not be able to have it, or maybe we can, but we always are looking for something to satisfy our flesh. And I believe that you really, you did a great job, I would, my assessment, my appraisal, in steering clear of making it entirely a sexual, mm -hmm. I think most people kind of construe that as with sexual immorality, and of course that is a human drive. Mm -hmm. And with that, yeah, I guess money could become part of that. Or a person, if they desired that badly enough or were hedonic or hedonistic enough, mm -hmm. allowing that drive, primary drive, God gave us that for the sake of multiplication, mm -hmm. 
for us populating the earth, as was the decree in the book of Genesis, Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, though, that in and of itself, anything that has that degree of either preeminence attached to it, primary drive, mm -hmm. something necessary for survival, you've got to bet that the devil or Satan is going to go after that. Mm -hmm. And if money then somehow gets part of that, and so really, though we started with mammon and serving God and mammon and Jesus making that declaration, and even if Timothy, I think that's where mm -hmm, he read, mm -hmm. had to declare money to be the root of all evil, I'm not going to necessarily disagree because it couldn't really because it's biblical, particularly with Timothy. But I do believe, though, that even more are some of these basic drives. And I do think fornication is not entirely sexual. Mm -hmm. I just think it's when you end up worshiping something other than God. Now, is it adultery in that sense? Sexual immoralities, uh, cheating on a spouse. God certainly puts his relationship with, certainly in the Old Testament, the Hebrew people, most assuredly the Hebrew people. Uh, and in the New Testament, the bride of Christ. We want to be virtuous. We do not want to be either in an adulterous relationship, either in context to Jesus, God, or our husband, our wife. Mm -hmm. Again, getting back to those traditional he, she's, men, women. It's, it's comforting, right? It's, it's, right. it's good to know right. that it's okay to understand what goes underneath of that label. If that's a category, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. But to the extent and degree that fornication is a bit more than a, adultery with an A. It is idolatry with an I. That's why I was thinking idol worship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, idol worship. Yeah. And why would you worship it? Because in a hedonistic way, it makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Now again, and, I don't know that money, and anymore these days, you may not even be able to physically see it soon. They're going to do away with it. Uh, already the Federal Reserve is, I think there's been a decree or a mandate or whatever, an order, executive order, for the Federal Reserve to begin to develop, what do they call it, currency, like Bitcoin? Cryptocurrency. Yes, but they, call, they have another name for it, but it's, it's really just means that you're not going to have it in your hand. They're not even going to have it in a bank. It's just whatever it says that it's worth. It's in the cloud. It's in the cloud. <laughs> but... But even then, it's going to be less direct in a physical way, but it's what it brings to you. That reminds me of Jose and Gomer, you know, that it just represents something. And I think, like you said, not just in a pleasurable sense of way, but I'm thinking safety. You know, we, it's the safe choice. You know, we'll run back to it, not just because it brings us pleasure, but because it's what we know and we're comfortable with that. So we're going to keep going back to that. We're going to keep, you know, prostituting ourselves. You know, I think about Gomer. She kept going back because that's what she knew and that's what she was safe and comfortable with. So I look at it like that too, you know, in the sense of the idol worship. It's not just us making a choice like, you know, I want to worship this. Well, it's the safe choice. Well, certainly... In that sense, <laughs> in that sense, which might be a bit more complicated than I want to get into either in today's podcast direction I want to take. But Jose did not understand, I think, entirely so much up until God tried to show him. But even then, 
I'm sure he felt the physical sort of emotional mm -hmm. sort of dimensions of losing something that otherwise was very valuable to him. Other, right. And if it weren't to be that way, mm -hmm. if it shouldn't have been that way, he would not have probably appreciated mm -hmm. the message that God was trying to get across to him. Right. But when, when you think of it once more in those terms, fornication, adultery with an eye or idol worship, it can take on a lot of manifestations. Mm -hmm. Besides just sexual immorality Absolutely. or adultery. Absolutely. But in the same sort of way, though, in a basic sort of dimension, a way of looking at it, aspect mm -hmm. of it, mm -hmm. it is, though, what Jesus was saying. It would fall probably in the category of mammon, or at least close to it, mm -hmm. in that it would be something of the world mm -hmm. rather than yes. worshiping God. Right. And we are married in spirit mm -hmm. first to God should then be with each other as a husband and wife would come together and join together as one. And then with physical dimensions. So money is probably right there with sexual immorality when it comes to fornication. It's a bit different fornication than just sexual immorality or adultery. But when you got that going on with money and then you got all this going on with sexual immorality, what a mess! And with that, I got to thinking, that's probably where all of the troubles that we have today have come from. It's come from just these primary drives. Mm -hmm. And with that, the more powerful, most powerful of those. And with that, then, are choosing to marry, so to speak, a worldly material sort of, uh, I don't know, bride whatever, to meet those needs instead of trusting in God to meet those needs. Mm -hmm. And in that breaking fellowship, and also giving the devil one of the more powerful tools he can use to not only steal us, as with Gomer, she was a prostitute, mm -hmm. steal us from God, but also keep us mm -hmm. from God. Right. She, she was there. She didn't, she went and stayed and he had to go find her and purchase her and bring her home. She wasn't going halfway there and, you know, mm, I should change my mind. But those primary drives you mentioned, I, the first time I ever heard about this, believe it or not, this, our conversation is not the first time I've heard about this. And I hadn't heard anybody else talk about it till you. But there is an author, her name is Heather Creekmore, and she has a company called Compared to Who, and she mentioned idol worship as far as food is concerned and our body image and how people have turned that into fornication. I had never really thought about that, but when you said the primary drive, it made sense because that's a basic need that we all have, but look what Satan's done to it. And it is, I think, in more physical sort of definition, the biochemical part that is, explains it. It's like being addicted to a drug. Mm -hmm. All of the places that drugs would go to neurologically, physiologically in our bodies that would result in this incredible sort of, we use the word hedonistic, pleasure mm -hmm. that most of us associate with having primary drives met. Mm -hmm. People get that from eating, mm -hmm. you know, and, and certainly sex. I don't know that sex is any more powerful. I guess it all depends on how starved you are for either. But, but the idea, though, is, is that's the way God designed it. Mm -hmm. 
so that our bodies would understand the importance and it would be encouraged. Mm -hmm. And then if you did something to get that met, that need met for the sake of survival in a physical sort of dimension, there's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong is putting that ahead of your relationship with God Mm -hmm. or understanding that if you just go there Mm -hmm. and the devil is like all these folks that I was mentioning earlier about getting their hands on your money Mm -hmm. or inserting themselves in that sort of place, he is going to manipulate the distribution of that resource. Right. Now, maybe God wants us all to have no more or no less than what's necessary to survive. That would be an ideal, I think, that might Our be worth... manna. Yes. Would be, right. Would be worth... I mean, you know. Right. Would be worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. But even then, money, sex, mm-hmm. I mean, all this stuff, this whole gender thing that we talked and started the program with today, it's all started with... These basic sort of misuses, if I could say it that way, of a choice that God gave us all to either serve Him or serve the way of the world or the way of the flesh, the way of the material dimension. And all we're saying on the podcast is there's a direct connection inside of us on a physical basis. And I think that's where Satan in that material soul sort of way, Mm -hmm. takes control of the vessel. Yes. The person. Agreed. Mm -hmm. But once you start to allow that to happen, Mm -hmm. and some of this is reflexive. Some of this is just as we would call it in maybe some more psychological terms, conditioning. Mm -hmm. Classical conditioning. Operant conditioning. You know, going back to school, right? You know, they get yeah. it right. Yeah. Behaviorism. Mm-hmm. You can have it. If the people don't like the psychological so much, you know, you get into habits. Mm-hmm. But then if you start to look at what I was saying a moment ago, all this has a biochemical basis. There's no psychoactive substance, nothing out there that you can either take, alcohol included, do that has any more of a chemical connection to it that won't then otherwise create an addiction. But once you go to that place, Mm -hmm. then it is hard. And there is not only a requirement of awareness, you've gotten into it, you're stuck now, you've got to figure out some way to extricate yourself, and you need help. Right. But you're going to have a bit of a struggle breaking free from the bondage of that. Exactly. And that's where it takes you is bondage. But we don't see that on the front end. You know, we don't decide, oh, I want to be in bondage. (laughs) No, it just looks inviting and something we might want to try out, you know, and then what happens? That's that's Satan's trap. And we, we fall right in it because we want what we want. And then when we get it, then we're in bondage. So I do not like anybody controlling me. I've declared. Good to know. <laughs> well, you shake your head too. And, uh, yes, that's right. And and I've declared that. Confess that. It is declarative. Confess it on the podcast. I've said that to you. I think most people that would have any sort of knowledge of me in a personal way, even just professionally, work with me. They know mm-hmm. I am not against. I am not for control. I'm entirely against being controlled. But I set myself up for that. That's the part that I think we're missing. I I do understand that we've gone 
crazy with this whole sexual thing and money thing. I think that those are the two primary. There may be others. You know, you could add elitism and intellectualism and then, of course, the political machine. But, you know, in the world we're in right now, the biggest threats are primary drives. There's no food. You don't even know about eat what's right sexually anymore. It's rampant. Uh, prostitution, exploitation, abuse. You, you can't even get the gender right. Five-year-olds and four-year-olds are being taught about sex as if they can make that choice at that age before there is even really a sex drive. Or they even understand or care. <laughs> well, they only care because we've attached it to, again, some notion of social, mm -hmm. uh, a socialization, a sociological sort of narrative. This is how it all fits, and this is how we all do it, and, you know, and all that. And then the money, and, the, and we said that earlier, we're in a two-class sort of system of quickly moving to those that have and those that don't. And the rich are the rich, and they don't care to some extent to let you kind of bang around on them or even call them names because they're too rich. They don't care. They don't have to live with you. They don't have to come out of their houses. Or if they do, they don't have to go to the same bathrooms or they don't have to eat at the same restaurants. They don't have to. They don't. They don't do the same things that people who aren't, at least materially like so, a dual society. prosperous mm -hmm. or have access. The money allows them to have not only their needs met, but they have great discretion on what that is and how that comes about. They don't know hunger. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it's like to live in a cold house. They're not worried about paying bills. And I don't want this to be trash the rich because I don't know that I have a problem with people being prosperous. I just have a problem with people putting their prosperity in that, in that way being idol worshipers, in that way being of the fa their father's the, the devil, Satan, and then exploiting to their advantage, just like the devil does, basic human needs. That is control in the worst possible well, that's way. That's become their God. That's evil. Mm -hmm. And they don't have, God is now in the back seat and their prosperity is in the front seat. So, we'll take a moment to remind our listeners, you're listening to What is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. So, now that I've got that over, so, did we do this to ourselves? That's a great question. And I had a feeling you were going to ask that. And I would say that the answer is yes. And we have no recourse, no excuse other than to say that we are fallen human beings that want what we want. And despite having God in our life, there is always going to be that pull, like gravity, there's always going to be that pull that wants us to be distracted and to put something else in the driver's seat, in, you know, up front in control other than God. And I, I feel like as long as we're on that earth, it's, it's going to be like that. There's always going to be something vying for our attention and wanting to control us. We know that's the devil. We know that's Satan. But obviously, if he came at us directly, we would be very, uh, you know, uh, 
ready for that and, and obviously say no, you know, I'm not going to let you control me. But we all know he doesn't come at us like that. So, you know, we have to be aware. So I could say that then. Stop it. Don't. Don't put that ahead of God. Mm-hmm. But will you listen? Don't sell out to mm-hmm. somebody who says, well, if you just give me this, mm-hmm. right. then I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't give me this, I really don't care. I don't care if you starve. I don't care if you don't have enough gasoline to make it to work. I don't care if you work. Uh, we'll go ahead and put you on the bread line. You know, that we'll give you the Medicaid or we'll give you the welfare. We'll take care of you. But once we got you on welfare and Medicaid, then we own you there too because we control the resources. They don't care if it comes to then their controlling. They don't care about you. But they don't care that they would use even your life as a ransom to get what you otherwise need to stay alive. That is horrible exploitation. That's, That's like teaching a six-year-old about sex and then saying you can't do it. Or encouraging six and seven-year-olds to act out sexually mm-hmm. and then tell them, well, you can't do it anymore, though. You have to stop. Or you can right. only act out sexually this way. Mm-hmm. All of it's bad. Mm-hmm. And I hope our podcast listeners, don't get me wrong. I know I'm talking about that young. Uh, maybe it'd be more appropriate or maybe it would be a better conversation if I just limited it to teenagers because it doesn't sound so insulting or <laughs> awful. But they're doing this right. to our kids. Right. Exactly. They're showing that on television. Mm-hmm. TikTok is full of that. Well, Disney Channel now is full of that. Yes, Gay, LBGTQ, those kind of things. And whether you are or you aren't in your paradigm willing to accept that that's part of God's kingdom, you have to admit, has a place in God's kingdom, you have to admit, though, that's too young. Mm-hmm. You're already telling them mm-hmm. with the intent of controlling them mm-hmm. and taking over not the parents but the government the ideologues, the elite, those folks that otherwise think they know better, which is really the devil. Right. Exactly. It is. It's just the same thing the devil did. So when Jesus said that, he meant that. But he also said, don't worry about where you're going to eat, what clothes you're going to wear. I'm thinking about when Satan was tempting Jesus that's him tempting him when he said, you know, and he knew he had been out not eating for 40 days. Well, why don't you just turn those rocks into bread? You know, why don't you just primary drive why don't you just jump down and, and you could save your life, you know, and that Jesus wasn't gonna have it. And so he said, No, I'm not gonna do it. So so whether or not I and I'm not a sociologist. That's a disclaimer. I'm not a sociologist, but I am certainly capable of offering opinions mm-hmm. on our society. But when we had the sexual revolution, so to speak, back in the 60s, and everybody was sleeping with everybody, and you didn't really have to be married, and you really didn't care, and Playboy was born, and all the pornography kind of came into a more mainstream existence. It had been there before, but it had never been widely accepted. And we went through all of that in the 70s and 80s, and then we found out that all guys were exploiting women, and then women got really offended because it wasn't fair, and somehow they needed to say no to that. So rather than being able to say no to the man, or maybe saying no to the man in the most awful of ways, they started to 
sleep with women. And then men said, well, no, women don't love men and we're going to sleep with men. And moms and dads by that point were, weren't in marriages anymore and they weren't working things out and they didn't put God first and they didn't put anything, even, even lesser than your relationship with God in a human sense. You should be concerned about there's even a priority. Mm -hmm. God's first. But if you go below that, they don't even put then what I would think if you just measured in human terms a priority. What's psychologically best? We'll just tear the whole thing apart. We'll rip it up and tear it apart. Mm -hmm. And then whatever you want to do, you can do. But all it comes down to is serving you and your selfishness and your right. hedonism right. and your primary drives. But God doesn't say don't worry about that. And Jesus doesn't say in Matthew, don't worry about that just because it's not important. He says, because your Father in heaven knows what you need mm -hmm. and what is the best way to get that resource to the places it needs to be. Now, maybe again, it's ideological to think we could all kind of live day by day mammon as mm -hmm. in the wilderness mm -hmm. or like Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to think that that be possible in the world we live today, that you could find a way to do that. But maybe it still is. But at least we should understand, if we put all of this craziness ahead of God, and we don't understand that's what Jesus is trying to warn mm -hmm. us about, and Timothy was picking money, mm -hmm. I could say, again, sex, sexual mm -hmm. immorality. That's, I think, why the Apostle Paul took that on in the New Testament. He said, the most important thing to teach these Gentiles is not to have sex with everybody else. To, to contain and to bring into alignment your members. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to be able to say no to those things. Self-control. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because if you can't do that at some level, mm -hmm. you're like a drug addict that can't say no to the drug. Mm -hmm. But because God did give us choice, awareness, agency, we can say these things, we can think about these things such as we're doing on the podcast... There's a chance, though, that in your intention, there's a power available to you to say, no, but you have to realize you've been snookered. You've been tricked into. You've been lied to, manipulated. Before you even knew it, when you were still four or five years old, they were selling you it was okay to have sex right. in junior high school. And that's back in my day. Junior high, middle school today, and high school. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get married. You don't have to get married. You don't even have to have, if you should get have sex to have a baby or be pregnant, you don't have to have a baby. Right. There's yeah. no consequence, no cost. You can be anything you want to be as long as the government controls you. And this is the way that they've chosen to control you. Man, world system. Mm -hmm. Globalism, new world order. I mean, I know these, these, these words, so these terms. They're all tied together. They are. They're mammon. They're but their book of Revelation, that's the Antichrist. We are exactly. seeing the manifestation of the Antichrist. That sounds really out there, doesn't it? No. Take shape <laughs> and form right before our very eyes. Yeah. But who did it to us? Right. God didn't. Exactly. He's told us all along from the very get-go, don't do that. Mm -hmm. If you do that, then this is going to be the road you've got to go down. Not that I'm going to abandon you, right. but once you get in the weeds, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You're not going to come out so easy. Once you get addicted, once it becomes cultural, once it becomes a habit, mm-hmm. once everybody's doing it, mm-hmm. it's very, very, very difficult mm-hmm. without appearing <laughs> cultish, <laughs> a, a, a hater, right. a monger. A separatist. A, yes, a separatist. <laughs> It's going to come to that. An insurrectionist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're already forming the, what do they call that? The Is it snowing? <laughs> we have snow, listeners. Um, our counter, what do they call that? The counterpart, the alternate universe. Mm-hmm. I heard that the other day, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that sounds like something out of a Marvel movie, you know, the alternate universe, the Spider-Verse. But... Is that really what we've come to? That we have to create our own version of things because we can't handle the world's version? So we have to, instead of saying, no, this is wrong, then we have to go and create our own that is right? Uh, And it won't because you never can fit it together rightly because one is, it's just that. It's fake. And it is antichrist, as Jesus then in so many ways would be real. The devil's just a bunch of lies. Deception. But those people that turn to that, they move further and further away from the truth and the reality. And if we're going to go back to a much more material, even orientation, a lesser thing than the divine and godly. Right, exactly. And isn't that wonderful, though, that God presents himself in both dimensions? He's shown himself in material ways, Old Testament, Mm -hmm. just so that he could appeal to what is the lesser. Mm -hmm. And he's proven himself reliable and faithful and true. So that we might then have confidence in the, in the more highest order, mm-hmm. the more ethereal dimensions of the spiritual, which is the New Testament. But you're not going to be able to operate in the liberty of the New Testament if you're not contending with reality. Because then it's all fantasy. I might as well write a script. We go to Hollywood or wherever now they decide to make movies and put it together. And then we could go hire a cast you know, name this actor, this actress who's really popular, and they could play the lead roles in it, and then we could just mass distribute it. Disney's doing that now. They're creating realities through their Disney network about a lot of lifestyles that many Christians would construe as not attached to reality. It's fantasy. But the kids don't know the difference between fantasy and reality because they're not mature enough. But you move further and further away from the truth. What are you going to expect? Mm -hmm. When the rains come and the floods rise, your house is going to wash out. And the sad thing is that they did that on purpose. They drew people in because when that first came out, and I'm not just taking on Disney Plus, but, you know, that's how Satan appears, the angel of light. You know, we're going to have all these old specials, Lady in the Tramp, and all these, you know, you remember that? Back in the vault, you know, as they say, um, they would put movies in the vault. And that's that's what they were appealing to. Well, what happened to that? Now we're looking at LGBTQ shows, and, and I have two people that told me the other night at church that they're canceling their Disney trips because of this he-she thing. So, and I, like I said, I'm not picking on Disney listeners. No, that's what I was going to say. We're not. Yeah, it, it's a lot of places, not. but they're the most prominent well, right it's now. It's in the news right now. But I shared that because the money, what we were talking about, the mammon, it's all connected. You think that people, I mean, I know two people. It's not going to affect Disney. They're, uh, you know, they're billions and billions that they have. But there was a time when people rose up and said, no, we won't accept that. 
and they took action on it, but that was then, and that was in the 80s, and you know, I don't know that that can happen today, but the money, you can't tell me that money's not connected to agendas you know, they, I mean, I've well, they, always, will, they will fight wars for the sake of globalism or money or, or will not end wars with people becoming annihilated peoples, right? Not people, but peoples, mm-hmm. so peoples, sad. nations, so scorched sad. earth. Right. And then they want us to somehow buy into the fact that they're noble. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing noble about that. I, I think the obviousness is it's all about money and power and control. And we are not functioning as a Christian nation. The head is not Christian. Right. Otherwise, there would not be all these obvious signs of Antichrist everywhere. 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 So is that part of God's plan? It's foretold in prophecy so if, if it is, it would be permissive. Would it be to our end? No. God, though, needs someone, a remnant, to hold fast to the truth at some level so that should anybody, until the end comes, as with Jesus coming again, they could at least have a voice out there mm-hmm. that they could say, wait a minute. I've been snookered. I've been lied to. I've been deceived. They're manipulating me. Now again, maybe we'll see a mass uprising. Maybe we'll see a protest. True insurrection. Maybe we'll take back our country as a values Mm -hmm. sort of statement in terms of our Christian beliefs. But should we not... And I don't know that that would be biblical. I, I don't know. I don't know enough to know. Kind of like fighting against what God, his plan. You know, people, I've heard people say that, you know, well, we read Revelation, but, you know, we can we can stand up and fight. And, and I'm not saying we shouldn't stand up or fight. I don't really know the full answer to that. I'm like you, I, I can't really say one way or the other, but are we going to say that we can't follow God's plan? It's, it kind of reminds me of... The Garden of Eden, but yet Jesus was there in creation. That's the point. So, because Jesus is here now. Mm-hmm. And though we may not, <laughs> not know who listens to us. I don't know what our numbers are. I don't know our audience. I don't know. I can only hope. <laughs> Somebody. But I do know this. That Jesus is there and all you have to do is acknowledge, repent, confess, and you can be reconciled. Absolutely. And you brought that up at the beginning of the podcast. Mm -hmm. We can be restored. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And maybe it doesn't require you to lose all your money. And maybe it doesn't require you to not have intimate relations with your wife mm-hmm. or your husband mm-hmm. and have that need met in a primary way. Hopefully, Jesus was serious. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. You're always going to have food. You'll have safety, clothes. security, have right. clothes to wear. Right. And even if it should require that you lose something along the way, maybe your your soul, your body, your mortal soul, your body's going to die. That's what I mean by that. Your soul's going to be redeemed in Christ and our eternal, spiritual, heavenly soul. Right. We become one with Jesus, and that's our, the predicate of our salvation, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm biblically sound on that. Yes. But the flesh, the psychology is what I'm trying to get to, the personality. Mm-hmm. 
God's going to rescue you and save you. Mm -hmm. But don't bow a knee to Baal. Don't blame the devil if you don't know how to say no to him. Exactly. But don't be surprised if he's going to make you prove you're not a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to say no to selling your soul, human soul, more than mm -hmm. soul, for mm -hmm. the money. You're going to have to say no to Disney trips. I'm not going to go there either. You know, we used to love it. Mm -hmm. I was the biggest fan. I would tell everybody how wonderful I am. Tell everybody the opposite. I wouldn't go there. You could not pay me to go there. You couldn't give me free trips there. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go to California either. If only because of all of that mm -hmm. and what I hear and what I see and what I know mm -hmm. in that sort of way. But it's up to you. Who are you going to serve? And I think that gets us back to that initial verse. Is it God or is it mammon? Mm -hmm. And it is just that basic. Mm -hmm. It's complicated in the sense that it ties to the physiology. It's got all these primary drives. It's just mm -hmm. like an addiction. But thank God, addicts overcome their addiction. Absolutely. It's tough. It's a struggle. Healing. It takes, right, restoration, mm -hmm. reconciliation, which leads to the healing. Mm -hmm. It takes a new heart. Mm -hmm. It takes forgiveness. It takes the blood of the Lamb. It takes the Word of God. It takes mm -hmm. the living Word. But it takes you and me and our listeners to decide we're not going to participate in this anymore mm -hmm. and not be afraid because fear-mongering and fear and tearing everything apart and dismantling everything and ostracizing you and leaning on you and locking you up for two years without a charge in prison somewhere because of a political crime, if you give in to that, you're going to be Ukraine. If you try to deal with these brokers, mm -hmm. you're going to end up being used. They really don't care about you. Mm -hmm. They care about themselves, but God cares about you. Right. And hopefully there is not only a remnant, but there's still enough of us out there as a body of Christ who will love you and be there with you every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Well, we know from Scripture there will be, and that, that gives me comfort, even for the lost that I know, because I know, um, and I don't want to get too much theology, but um, I believe that, you know, there's going to be hope and I, I hang on to that you know and even after I'm gone so the, I believe there will be a remnant I believe that there's going to be until the end until the very end there's going to be at least a remnant that will proclaim Christ and would you say you said serve God or serve mammon would you say we can sort of fill in the blank on that I mean it doesn't necessarily have to be mammon but we can Oh, it's whatever, everything. It's fornication. Whatever, right, exactly. Yes, whatever it's what you said. It's idol, idol worship. Is, whatever yes. your idol is, that's your choice. And I thought when you were talking about that, we play with fire. I tell my kids that. <laughs> you play with fire, you're going to get burnt. And God, that's the thing. God doesn't ask us to play with fire. You know, He tells us about the dangers of it, but He doesn't say, now go out there and try and see if you can't get burnt. You know, just... He doesn't do that, but Satan does that. Satan wants us to come right up to it. So, I think what we're saying is that you just have to say no. Jesus tempted in the wilderness, as you pointed out earlier, mm -hmm. to not only the devil, but really the one that you really have to learn to say no to is yourself. Exactly. 
You have to say, no, I'm not going to have an affair. No, I'm not going to watch a movie that I shouldn't watch. No, I'm not going to turn on the pornography. No, I'm not going to sponsor or support somebody who otherwise is dismantling my society, my world, destroying my, casting my pearls before Mm -hmm. swine so you can be trampled underfoot. Mm -hmm. They're just trampling us underfoot. They I said this over They don't care. Mm-hmm. They want you to go to hell. Mm-hmm. They're creating hell. Right. And if you're foolish enough to bow a knee to them and enter into the fire, that's on you. Right. And you're going to get burnt. That's right. But when folks come in to see us, it is the same message. If you can't possess your member, I think is how the King James puts it, Mm -hmm. if you can't say no at some level to yourself, Mm -hmm. and we'll line up with you, we'll be that part. Maybe it is a remnant. Maybe it's a little bit larger than what we think of when we think of the book of Revelation. That's the left, Mm -hmm. that that bit that's left. But the idea, though, is is that we will be there side by side with you. Mm But you still have to say no to the devil. And that takes a little bit, I'm sorry, 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 of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And with that, then allowing the change of heart to become stronger in you. It breaks habits. It breaks addictions. It's a chain breaker. <laughs> He's a chain breaker. It changes the whole dynamic and it gives you autonomy Mm -hmm. so you do not have to go any deeper Mm -hmm. into the mess. And maybe, just maybe, you could be the light and help lead people out, which is what we want to do at Covenant. So, Carolyn, could you tell our folks, our listeners, the folks how to get a hold of us? Yes, of course. We will walk through that with you. Um, Just give us a call, 304-528-9220, or shoot us an email, covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. Go online to our website, covenantsonline.com. Or you can find us on Facebook under Covenants, and we also post a link to our podcast there. So, I hope that made sense. I think so. God created us, male and female. He created us for the purposes of a union, husband to wife, that we would best serve Him, worship Him, and in that not only find communion shared that comes from Him to us, but shared with each other, safety, security, but that we're there. And there are like-minded folks. There are others that believe that very same thing. And though they may want to tear everything down, thank God, maybe in some ways, they're destroying themselves. They're tearing the idols down for us. But when they crash, just realize it isn't going to be pretty, but don't let that scare you. Right. Stay strong in the Lord. And know that there is, there are, there is that remnant, there are those folks out there that might just see it in a similar dimension to you, the same way you do. Mm-hmm. And may, as much we would want, offer you an opportunity to have fellowship and maybe receive, if you should need it, encouragement from somebody who believes the way you believe. Exactly. And with that thought in mind, hopefully, if our listeners enjoy it, <laughs> and if they remotely, they don't have to own anything that I say, but if they kind of see some things, hear some things, mm-hmm. as we're talking, 
that's familiar, then come back and join us again on our next yes, podcast. Absolutely. And in the meantime, Carolyn, what do we say? God loves you. God bless. Take care. And uh, please, again, we look forward to talking to you again or being with you again on the next edition of What Has Come to Specialized Pastoral Care, Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay.